Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Let's talk about some comments, I guess, that have raised some eyebrows. But uh, this doctor in Toronto may have a point. Or are we not allowed those anymore? His name is uh, Dr. James Cantor, and he's under fire for writing that most transgender-identifying children grow out of their feelings. And he doubles down on this, saying that the strongest opposition comes, in fact, from adult transgenders intervening in the lives of children so that they can further their own agenda. Cantor is the director of the Toronto Sexuality Centre, and he comes by his opinion based on compiling, I guess, dozens of medical studies that he believes shows a majority of kids stop feeling transgendered once they complete puberty. He says that the activists who are upset simply don't like the results, but that they don't represent the community. So are we even allowed to have this conversation? This doctor's been under attack, I guess, pretty relentlessly since releasing his comments. Recently, the CBC pulled a documentary on trans kids because it showed one woman who had regrets about transitioning, and it showed a specialist in it who... I guess asked or said that children with gender dysphoria grow out of it. And for that, the CBC pulled it. Which I think begs a question. Are we not even allowed to debate this topic? I guess I'll find out if I start getting hate mail. Let's bring in Dr. Oren Amate. He's a registered psychologist. You can get him at docamate.com. Hello there. Hi, Alex. Are we allowed to have this debate or has the science been settled? <laughs> uh, are you even are you afraid to weigh in? I mean, <laughs> you haven't seen my Twitter feed then. Well, there you go. Yeah, um, I'm one of the few people, including Dr. James Cantor, who is not afraid to weigh in and say that the science A is not in and B, what is in is completely contrary to what is being rammed down the throats of society by a bunch of trans extremists. Okay, so you're out there saying that. I mean, he got vilified for saying that. And and so how do you come to your conclusion? I know where I'm at. I do believe that there is, is an agenda of, of, of a few um, because it's become so pervasive everywhere you go, whether it's in schools, whether it's around the kids. That's all that's being talked about. Right. So I teach human sexuality. And so, you know, I try to stay abreast of all the most recent developments. And in my research into all of this, um, I found that there was this movement, as you're describing, and it really did not jibe with reality. And what Dr. Cantor is citing is a number of studies that followed trans, uh, you know, young trans people till they got older. Mm -hmm. And he's right. Now, the famous number is 80% will say, you know what, I'm not trans. But then other people argue, well, that's because it you know, uses questionable methodologies and, uh, and, and um, definitions. So he says that even, even if we use the very most conservative estimate, about 55 to 60% of people, and this is the most conservative estimate, who originally claimed to be trans, do what we call desist. They no longer identify that way. Mm-hmm. So that's just stats. I mean, that's the reality. And then people say, well, those aren't real trans people. And that's the most important thing, Alex. Yes, many people who are claiming to be trans are not 
trans. And we've got to get this through to um, therapists, to teachers, to school boards, to the politicians, and let them know that there are literally thousands, if not tens of thousands of young people Mm -hmm. who are saying, I am trans, when they're not. And what does that do? Well, there's a thing called rapid onset gender dysphoria. It isn't an official diagnosis yet, but it was discovered a couple of years ago. I mean, it's been going around, but it was you know, classified that way, and it's mostly girls who uh, who are post puberty. They've never shown any sign ever of, of being trans. Yet suddenly, at the age of around fourteen, fifteen, they suddenly say, "I am a boy." Right. And okay, and people aren't questioning this because if you question it, now you're a transphobe. Now you're a horrible parent. You're a hater. So what they do is they go right onto the path of uh, of transition. So the first thing is they bind their breasts. It's painful. It can cause uh, rib damage. It can cause nerve damage, you know, uh, um, circulatory damage. It's a terrible process, um, you know, that you don't have to go through if, if you're not trans. Then they also use, you know, hormone blockers. Yeah. And then cross-hormones, uh, cross-sex hormones, which essentially leaves you sterile after a number of months of being on these. And they're saying, look, we're not doing anything wrong. It's reversible. When you're sterile, you're sterile. And so when people like myself say this, we get a lot of parents who say, thank God you're speaking up because we haven't had a voice. We've tried to get help for our children. All we want is for our children to be happy and healthy. Right. And we're getting the wrong advice. We're being pushed. Accept them right away. And I'm not a transphobe. I've written letters for my patients who I think would benefit from transition, but they're adults. Yeah, they're right. not kids. Anyway, so I yeah. want to throw that all out at you because that is the message that doesn't get heard unless you follow my Twitter feed or yeah. unless you watch my videos where I've spoken with a number of experts and trans people uh, and parents of trans people. And, right, but I think you know, people are, are, are frightened to talk out because to do so, you, you're automatically vilified. I mean, look, the CBC pulled that documentary uh, yeah. when I think it would have been a perfectly legitimate piece to watch. I'm okay seeing pieces with one opinion and then another, and then I'll go away and go, okay, that's what I'll take, that's what I'll take. I learned something new or I didn't. I mean, that is a healthy debate in society, but we're not even allowed to have that anymore. And I think you're right. I'm deeply concerned about how early children are being told what they are. I mean, if if I told my son to eat a poop sandwich, he probably would because that's what, I mean, they just do and they're so impressionable. But I, I would be deeply concerned of any parent doing anything like hormone replacement or any kind of transitional change until they're at least 25. Well, we can debate the age, whether it's 20, I mean, 25. Well, you have to be an adult. I mean, I would want at least that person to be an adult to make that decision, no? No, of course. We want them to be adults. And here's the thing. Research has shown that once they do go on the path to transition, the vast majority of people stay on that path because you have to convince yourself, you know, I'm doing the right thing. You don't want to say I've made a horrible mistake. Right. So if we know that so many people would naturally, you know, desist, they would naturally go back to being there, you know, feeling they're in the right body, so to speak. You know, we're doing a disservice when we say, no, no, rush them on the path. Yeah. We are messing with their minds and their bodies. And even even if we, quote, unquote, only delay puberty, think about that. Puberty is a, such an important time of psychosocial or psychosexual development. And we're saying, nah, we'll let the kids delay themselves for a couple of years. Right. Never mind the physical damage. What about the psychological impact? Well, yeah, look, growing up, my sisters and I, we were all tomboys. We all like doing right. guy things. That's who we are. My concern today is if, if you've got a little girl who is, is a tomboy, are they pushing them then in that direction? They are. There's no doubt. It's, it's, uh, and when people say, oh, you're just blowing this out of proportion, well, talk to the dozens and dozens of parents who've reached out to me specifically and said, help us. 
Why don't these parents have a voice? I mean, why is it that the parents can't say, hold on, back out of my life. This is my child. I am going to raise this child. Why don't parents have a say anymore? Well, let's ask Kathleen Wynne. Let's ask Justin Trudeau. Let's ask anybody in power. Um, They are ramming this agenda down our throats. And again, anyone who speaks out like I am is called a transphobe. And anyone who's heard my lectures and or seen my videos knows I am extremely compassionate. I'm just fighting against the ideologues who are harming children. They're ruining families. And by the way, that documentary that wasn't shown, I've seen it. It's very balanced. It showed a really, you know, two-sided perspective on things. Okay, so what is then the turning point? I mean, you've obviously gone in the category of Jordan Peterson. You're like in that Hitler category because you've just been completely put out there. What is the turning point where people will start saying, okay, enough, this this has gone too far and we need a bit more balance? The turning point is going to be when a bunch of um, adults start suing um, therapists, school yeah. boards, the government for basically helping them to mutilate themselves when they weren't, uh, in, in, you know, they didn't need right. to do that. They didn't want to. That's when I think things start changing. So you're talking about a whole generation of children who are going to grow up in 10, 15 years and say, I, I never wanted this. I was coerced into this. Pretty much. Uh, I w- it was glorified. I mean, this is the thing. Uh, and again, I, I, sp- I speak about this explicitly in my, in my lengthy videos where we talk about, you know, we know that puberty is a time of challenge for sure. everybody. Yeah. You know, we're, we're trying to figure out who we are, what's our identity, where do we belong? And here's the thing. So many of these teens who are now saying, I'm a boy when they're, you know, when they're a girl, they have autism. Yeah. Okay, so with, with children with autism, you know, they latch on to something, you know, and, and so an identity, whether it's, you know, a musical choice, and I hate to, I'm not trying to belittle someone's, uh, you know, uh, sense of gender or identity, but, you know, when you're struggling to find out who you are and where you belong, it could be by music, by clothing choice, by whatever, and if gender happens to be the trendy thing and you see all these people around you saying, yes, I'm transgender, I'm non-binary gender, then a child with autism is far more likely to say, me too. And yeah. these damn doctors don't even ask why. And there's, you know, advocates who say this minute you even ask a child why they might think that they are this way, suddenly out of the blue, now we're being hateful and we're breaking some kind of law or ethics. Yeah, I, got, I find it the whole thing alarming. And, uh, and so I'm glad we chatted about it. But uh, I guess I'll know what the conversation was like when I get the feedback on it. Because to even suggest any kind of debate on it, y- you instantly get, you know, piled on. So... Yeah, well, please feel free to share the feedback with me. and uh, I'll just come to you for therapy. Doc Amity. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> okay, that's Orrin Amity joining us to have this discussion because, uh, like he said, it, there's a big agenda and uh, it seems to be um, very pervasive in our schools and uh, and in our society now. All right.